Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You can find him on Twitter at Greg Karama. That was the housekeeping. These are your emails. You can email the podcast at podcast at amazingavenueaudio.com. And our first email from Matthew and is very simple. What happens first, Wednesday in the Premiership or Mets in the NLCS? Let's go Mets, up the owls. We're on Wednesday, aren't we, etc. So this is a fun question for me. I would say... I had to be able to answer when I've had a better idea of what they're going to do over the summer. I... You got You have to go. You have to go with the Mets in this scenario because the Mets have a chance at making the playoffs this year. Sheffield Wednesday does not have a chance of making. I mean, realistically, they're not going to make the, the top six. Right? right. No, that's that, that's fair. But it's not just the Mets make the playoffs. Mets have to make the playoffs, win a one-game playoff in all likelihood, and win a five-game series.
Five recap here on Amazing Avenue. Holy fuck, that was great. That was amazing balls. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. With me is Steve Steffa and Greg Karam. Gentlemen, before we get into the opening question, like we usually do, just uh, just a, a salvo, an opening salvo, an amuse bouche. Your thoughts? Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I just like laughing because that that's all I started to do once Familia struck out the last guy. I was just me and my wife were just sitting there laughing. Like like there's just pure joy. And and that's how I feel right now. I'm on Cloud Dine. This is why you're a fan. This is why we do it. Yep. This, is the, this is the feeling you're looking for. Yes. And we might get it like fourteen more times. <laughs> I might die. Instead, but for now at least I'm just sipping Fernet Branca out of a tiny Met shot glass because it felt appropriate and my stomach hurts and my body hurts. I don't even like Fernet. I have it in the house because my bartender friend likes Fernet because he's a New York City bartender and that's all they drink. But it does supposed to settle your stomach. It's Italian bitter. But it is, uh, yeah. Hmm. That was something. We'll get to it. There's a <laughs> lot to cover. Let me tell you. But as promised, we'll start with an opening question. After the Mets clinched the National League Division Series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mets manager Terry Collins dove into the stands and started hugging random Mets fans. So if you would get a hug from one Met coach or player, who would it be? Greg Karam. Um, I would go with David Wright just because that might be my only opportunity to ever like touch David Wright. And, that and, escalated uh, I would quickly. Take, I, would, I would have to take it. I would have to take it. <laughs> I'm going straight up creepy. I don't even care. I would go with Bartolo because he looks very huggable. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm going to go with Daniel Murphy. <laughs> well, for one, I think he deserves it after tonight's game. And as we all know, we've seen the gif. He gets really, really impassionate in his hugs, apparently. <laughs> it's like the one leg up wrapped around Duda. <laughs> So this is episode 147 of Mason Avenue Audio. New York Mets defeated the Los Angeles Dodgers. They will play the Chicago Cubs in the National League Championship Series starting this Saturday at City Field. That feels like it's really soon. Yeah, it it's is. Really it's really soon. soon. It's the yeah. day after tomorrow. It's still technically the day after tomorrow. It's 11.55 on Thursday, so we're still good. I don't know. Um, yeah. What I got here to add. I guess we need to. Recap. I don't even have time to take a breath here. It's just like we just got to roll right into it. Okay, so we'll start at. We kind of talked about this a little bit off air. All of us thought the Mets were going to lose this game, if we're honest <laughs> with ourselves. Because <laughs> the Mets always lose what, this game. When Chase Utley hit that ball in the ninth, I, I was oh. convinced. I was convinced it was a home run. So like, the funny I thing just, is, just, we had the we had the email on yesterday's show about a, a, a punishment for Chase Utley. Uh, I think actually the best punishment for Chase Utley, who is, like, I think completely toast as a baseball player now, was just absolutely shitting all over a hanging splitter from Familia and having it go 300 feet. Yeah. yeah. Just sort of, like, all, like, the the ravages of age catching up to him in that one sort of moment. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'll tell you that. I, did not, I, I enjoyed it once I saw the camera was not panning up into the right field bleachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah, that moment, I, I did not enjoy it so much. Yes. 
Uh, so, I think we need to start with Jacob deGrom. I feel like that's yeah. a good place to start. Um, Jacob deGrom had nothing tonight. No. From the get-go. <laughs> yeah, from the get-go. The fastball was up. He was missing arm side and up. He was just overthrowing everything. It was... He even get to, like, 95, 96... I don't know if he's gassed or if it was just, you know, one of those nights. If he's just, you know, throwing more innings than he's thrown in his career. I don't know. But I was, like, furiously tweeting. You can go back and see it. I was a wreck. About how they need to have, like, Robles up to get out of this inning and then go to Thor. But he got through the first inning more, you know, with two runs. And the same thing happened in the second inning. I tweeted the same thing. I think Syndergaard finally got up then. And Syndergaard got, got up, like, five more times. But, you know, whether it was luck whether it was just he found the right pitches at the right time. You know, six innings later, he left for the lead. <laughs> well, you know, it was also similar to his last start where uh, he str- I, feel, I feel like he fell behind a lot early. This was obviously much worse. This was much worse. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Yeah. But, but the last two innings, I felt he finished kind of stronger. Uh, the curveball was really working for him. And um, I felt a little bit more confident. Like when he got uh, – when Terry did, did not pinch hit for him, um, I, I disagreed with it, but I thought there was a decent chance that he came out there and threw two more zeros up, and uh, which is what he did. But I was still, I still would have pinch hit for him in that spot. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it was kind of a head scratcher there. I mean, the entire game did feel like Terry Collins just repeatedly hitting on sixteen in a blackjack table, having a five show up. That's <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. But you know, I got to give him credit, and it's you know what, I tried to make it work, but it's just Jacob Degrom's a motherfucker after that start. <laughs> you get no just the one bad, yeah, one, one bad, bad ombre. ombre. Yeah, it's gone. It's yeah, just he's a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no whatever I was screaming bloody murder on Twitter. It's just to, I mean, that's just like big brass balls. And then there was Daniel Murphy. <laughs> oh my God, Daniel this Murphy! This was like I, I, uh, I think I tweeted when they had runners on first and second for him yesterday or uh, Tuesday at City this was like the like maximum Murph potential <laughs> I could not co- actually at that moment have conceived what maximum Murph potential was actually going to look like but we I saw tell you what, it the best part about that whole play on the base bats is that like two pitches before he almost got doubled yeah, off yeah, yeah. on first pitch. There was that moment would, where it's know, like, I'm like, why is Jock Peterson throwing to, oh my God, where's Murphy? <laughs> right. He could be he anywhere on the baseball fire. field right now. I have no idea. This man right. walked off the baseball diamond in the middle of an inning a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But what a heads up play, man. Yeah, I haven't the seen thing. that. And then uh, he the slid in the third I... for no reason. Yeah, but whatever. A little, little style. Uh, <laughs> I think Mookie Betts did Something similar on a stolen base uh, earlier in the year. He stole second and then stole third, I think. I'm second. Yeah. 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 No, not exactly the same thing, but like I haven't seen something like that similarly. And uh, what a heads up play, man. Jeez. Well, it's like it was a long con. It's, uh, you know, not like Curtis Grandison not taking, uh, not swinging at a first pitch fastball for like three months to set up that first pitch to Kershaw. With yeah. Daniel Murphy's seven years of terrible base running blunders to set up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you could see him deking him going in though right he's just like kind of lollygagging yeah 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 and he just like glances back at cranky oh yeah i know it's murph man (laughs) love murph Uh, and then the then the long dong oh 
That's like the third straight fastball middle middle he's seen from like two of the best pitchers in baseball. <laughs> Good lord. He did it three times that series, and every single time it was just as shocking as the one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like the the double to left to left center field. That's like a Murph hit. That's like yeah, a believable yeah. Murph at bat right there. Right. Right. But geez, what I mean that that home run was just. I can't even find words for it. It was just something else, man. Thing of beauty. It was. It was amazing. It was. It was amazing. <laughs> Can we spare a word too for Noah Syndergaard coming out of the pen and just looking disgusting after throwing a complete game bullpen session? I think in the uh, yeah, <laughs> hundred mile an hour fastball, eighty four mile an hour curve. Uh, what'd you think? What'd you think about the eighth inning, guys? Uh, would, uh, come I, yeah, I, I absolutely would have brought in Familia. I would have kept Syndergaard in. I tweeted it too. Whatever happens, I would have brought Familia in there for six outs and not thought twice about it. Because you just don't know. He's been up and down so much during the game. I yeah, think you got to cut yeah. and run. You've used Familia for one plus before, so you know he can get up and down for the second inning. And That's it's true. you know the middle and the bottom of their order. It's guys he should be able to handle. Um, yeah, I was definitely on the bring Thor out for another, and then uh, use Familia if, if it gets dicey. I just right, think uh, Familia throwing But it really, really wasn't a spot where I could complain because right. it was the options were great. I mean, Syndergaard was basically throwing fastball curve out of the pen, and I like Familia coming in there with the lefties coming up just so he has a split. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, cause, I mean I'm not saying Syndergaard couldn't have worked the change in, but at least you know, Familia's a little more familiar with how to sort of mix and sequence coming in out of the pen right. than uh, uh, Syndergaard is. Yeah. But Jesus... <laughs> uh, so you know we can talk about Terry Collins however he managed this game but it doesn't matter because the Mets won um, on the other hand Don Mattingly did not exactly cover himself in glory I feel like no <laughs> um, well yeah he somehow biggest, set up his ninth so it was Chase Utley and AJ Ellis leading off yeah uh, and pinch hitting for Jock Peterson, who at least might run into one. Like, Jock Peterson, and again, it's, you know, sequencing. You know, Jock Peterson probably hits that hanging split out of the park. Oh, absolutely. That probably goes, like, yeah, 450. Shit ton of power. And what about what about that spit, you know, the spat that he had in the dugout with, with Ethier? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. I'm, have they said anything about that on the... I have been on Twitter. I don't know. About. They were speculating on the broadcast that Mattingly was giving him shit for not moving the runner over. Yeah, I see it's like something Mattingly would do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, he's throwing 97 miles an hour. Why don't you get up there and fucking do it? <laughs> 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 uh. And I gotta say, there was so like, uh, when the Mets won the division, like Gary Keith and Ron were very much like, Oh yeah, when they were celebrating, like this was uh they're really sort of like it was a pretty relaxed celebration on the mound there. Yeah. This was not a relaxed <laughs> celebration on the mound when they won this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it was not. No, uh, was... But I was, I was I was too busy celebrating myself. My God, I was jumping around my apartment. Like... like I think David, there's a shot of like David Wright trying to high five Familia and literally just almost punching him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to go back and see all that. It was just chaos. Oh 
God, this is such a good, this is such a good feeling. It's so foreign. It really and is. Get, I, I don't, get, like, there like, hasn't been a game like this. I'm trying to, like, think if there's a game like this in my lifetime that they won. And I can't really think of one. Because 99, I mean, they pretty much, they were never, had their backs against the wall. I mean, I guess the Grand Slam single game. Yeah. But that didn't win a series. It wasn't like there's something just about sort of the do or die double this elimination was, game. Yeah, man. That this was do or die, different. and they haven't, like we said yesterday, they haven't really won any of these in our lifetime. Mm. You know, I mean, I guess yeah, they extended a series against the Braves, but you know, win, you know, continue or go home. Yeah, they hadn't done. Fuck, it's man. great. And, and 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 who said this is fun, man? This is like. This is like, I mean, it's fun. It's fun when you win, but like the process, the process mm. is just a disaster. Oh, <sighs> it's like, what do I do? It's like, do I get another beer? It's ten thirty. Like, I have work tomorrow. Like, oh, I what know. do I do? It's like, I get, oh, I gotta go water. I gotta go water. I went out for lunch with my father today because he was around where I work, and he's like, I'm like, you know, when I said a couple of weeks ago that it'd be fine if it went to five games, I wouldn't need a sub. I'll be able to bowl, no problem. Like, I'm gonna be a mess. <laughs> but as it turned out, like he was the bigger mess than I was. Once once the Murph thing happened and he stole third, he was like a wreck for the rest of the night of league. <laughs> he was so annoyed. Well, yeah, I guess too bad for uh, Mr. Paternostro. Yeah. Ugh. Hang on, babe. I mean, look at it. They, you know, they saw Kershaw and Granke four times when they won the series. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I will say I did yeah. have a bit of a heart attack when, like, Familia got up there to hit for himself. No <laughs> idea know. why he didn't get double switched <laughs> in when he was swinging. due up for. Like, Terry Connells will double switch at the drop of a hat. <laughs> well, they could have double switched Ploiecki in for. Darn it. They could have done a million different things. I was yeah, like, don't swing. Don't swing. Don't yeah, say, his oblique. His oblique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't waste your energy. Oh, imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like the most like LOL match. Like, <laughs> uh, you're shut down closer. Middle of a two inning save, strains his oblique trying to hit a 95 mile an hour cutter. Jesus. <laughs> uh. It's good. It is. It is a good day. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm guessing we're not going to have time to do a Cubs preview tomorrow, now that I'm thinking about it. Probably not. No, probably not. I'm driving down to the city for Wednesday, and now game one of the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, early thoughts on facing the Cubs. Terrified. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Their bats scare the crap out of me. Tomorrow, if I have time, I'm going to start looking up, you know, a lot of our guys, you know, rookies... A lot of their guys are rookies. I'm going to start looking into the minor league records, see how our guys have actually done historically against them. Mm. Mm, I don't think there's good. not a lot of... There's not a lot of... Actually, now I think about it, the only league that both have Mets and Cubs affiliates, I believe, is... Uh, P- well, no, the F, they're, they're in Daytona, too. So yeah. The Florida State League and the Pacific Coast League. Yeah. And they only play Iowa, like, once or twice, so... Yeah. They probably play Daytona a little more. I don't think they're in the same division, but... You could at least look at that, I'm sure... 
I don't know. Maybe Syndergaard has face. And a lot of those guys, keep in mind, a lot of those guys, the Cubs guys are college draft picks. They didn't spend a long time in uh, advanced day. Unlike, you know, Mets prospects, (laughs) the Cubs tend to push their college guys pretty quickly. The, uh, so who do you think, so Harvey game one, yeah? That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah. I'd say probably Harvey one, Mats two, Syndergaard three, DeGrom four. Hmm. God, seven game series is so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean it sets up okay because you have Syndergaard and Degrom probably both available for a theoretical game seven. Then, but you know what? You, you, when you think about it, uh, while the Cubs do scare me, you have to say that I think with the Mets pitching depth, they'll have the better I pitcher get... in in most of those games. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I think you know. I mean, you have Arietta, you have Lester. I think you have. Uh, you, Hendrick or whatever. Hendricks and Hamill, yeah. Hamill, yeah. I mean, those are pretty decent pitchers, but... Um, I mean, they don't... They, yeah. they, I would say they're much, much closer to, say, Brett Anderson than Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think I think a slight edge in the pitching, give the Cubs a, a probably a, a decent edge in the hitting, and uh, I don't really... I mean, you got to give, I guess, the Mets a little bit of an edge in the bullpen just because you have Familia. I don't really know what the Cubs have in their bullpen. Fernando Rodney, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Trevor Cahill. I saw him when I was in the press box. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. They're in the NLCS, which is more than I expected. So. Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's all gravy. Anything can happen now. Good Lord. <sighs> <sighs> Deep press. So who's the one... Who's the one guy on the Cubs roster that you're most concerned about? Chris Bryant. Hmm. Yeah, either Bryant or Schwarber. Yeah, Chris Bryant. I mean, he hit that home run off the ground. I don't know. I just have that tattooed in my brain somehow. So I mean, Bryant is very that good. That scares me. Yeah. Let's see, here's the Cubs bullpen. Hector Rodon is their closer. And they got Travis Wood, Pedro Strop, Justin Grimm, Jason Mott. I don't know if he's actually pitching for them anymore, but he's on the 40-man. Uh, Clayton Richard. Who else? Rodney. Doesn't look impressive. I do know that I'd just be staying off Twitter for the next week, though, between Mets Twitter and Cubs Twitter. It's going to be just a conflagration. Yeah, I don't know a lot of Cubs fans, but uh, they seem like not the best on uh, Twitter. Yeah, that's a... Is that putting it lightly? That's a a (laughs) diplomatic way to put it. Not the best. Yeah. Euphemism. Yeah. Euphemism for awful. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. It works. You could have just said awful as you just did, so. <laughs> Good job, Greg. Now we're going to get hate mails. We already get hate mails. Actually, mostly get people. <laughs> we, we mostly do. get, right now, we're mostly getting people's, like, LinkedIn requests because they just send it to their entire, uh. Yeah. <laughs> address book, I guess. <laughs> but we do have an email, so I guess we should do that. Before we do emails, we do housekeeping. Samia's Avenue Audio, episode 147. Holy fuck, the Mets are in the National League Championship Series. 
Amazing Avenue Audio is the official podcast of your SB Nation New York Mets site, Amazing Avenue. Find us on the internet at AmazingAvenue.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. Join our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash Amazing Avenue. <laughs> I just went to AmazingAvenue.com and saw the breaking news headline, <laughs> which just says, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> pretty much the best new use of the breaking news headline ever. I think so. Find the podcast on iTunes to search for Amazing Avenue Audio, and you can listen or subscribe right there. I encourage you to do both. I also encourage you to rate and review the podcast. Find the podcast on the Stitcher app. Download directly from blogtalkradio.com slash Avenue. Listen to the embedded player that goes up in the podcast post at Amazing Avenue proper. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro, tweeting mostly incorrect things about everything that just happened for the last three hours. <laughs> My co-hosts this week are Greg Karam and Steve Sippa. You can find them on Twitter at Greg Karam and at Steve Sippa. That was the housekeeping. This is your email. You can email the podcast at podcast at RaisinAvenueAudio.com. It's from JJ Mack. Ahoy, Jeff and co-host. The question contained within this email is likely not of tremendous interest. While the pl- playoffs are a going concern, so by all means, hold this one down to the Mets have concluded their baseball in for 2015. I mean, it's going to keep going, but it's about Bartolo Colon, so we're going to answer it. Hopefully I won't hear this email read for many more editions of the pod. <laughs> you mentioned on yesterday's program, episode 146, your interest in bringing back Bartolo Colon for 2016 and seeing Colon's utility as a pen arm demonstrated so admirably... The last few games, I've been thinking similar thoughts. My interest, however, will be to bring him back specifically as a swingman slash fireman, a guy who can give you starts when required by the necessity of injury or rest, whose main role is to provide multiple innings out of the pen. My question, is this at all a thing that could happen? At age 43, would Cologne be interested in moving to the pen in a full-time-ish capacity? Do you think he'll be getting offers to start elsewhere? What do you think the dollars would look like in that scenario? $10 million for a pen arm, what the kids might call hella whack. But where do you split the difference between what Cologne deserves as a veteran starter and what is a reasonable amount to pay a bullpen guy? Love the post-game pause, love the Mets, Excelsior, JJ in Texas. So I think that's the problem. Cologne probably could still get another two-year deal as a starter right now. Yeah. Because he can eat innings and pitch at a roughly league average rate. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to be the GM giving that one out. No. I want Bartolo Colon to be pitching for the Mets. Yeah. And giving me more wonderful gifts to put up while I'm bored at work. <laughs> I want him pitching in the NLCS next year. Yeah. Very true. I feel like he's still... Something happens he gets a playoff start at some point. <laughs> it's going to happen. And it's going to be glorious. That might be terrible. But it's going to be glorious first. <laughs> I mean, that movie perfect, yeah, sort of like a two-inning. Like, the Carlos Torres role, but without, you know, Carlos Torres's arm falling off. Because I think Bartolo Colon could just pitch every day, and it wouldn't matter. And he'd just have a big smile on his face. <laughs> I still can't believe this happened, man. No, I can't. I'm done. I'm just, like, spent. <laughs> I don't even... Man, Jesus. I'm just watching, like, 
I'm just watching my Twitter feed and like the just gifts of Jairus Milia jumping on the mound. I'm just watching it over and over again right now. I do want a Murph bat flip shirt though to go with the Jonas Suspedis bat flip shirt. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want to take the commenters at Amazing Avenue to task for like complaining that like oh well if they lose the series it's not gonna it's not gonna matter, man. Like do you, like the only shirt you own a picture of just like Jesse Orozco dropping to his knees. <laughs> like, did you not buy like a Nohan shirt because the Mets won seventy games that year? Like, enjoy these moments. It's fleeting. It's all fleeting. Eventually, we die. Eat at Arby's. Like, seriously. <laughs> Never it's, eaten at Arby's. The, the, it's just glorious. That bat flip was glorious. It deserves to be celebrated and immortalized on a T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Even if the Mets I might buy one, I might buy one tomorrow. I already bought it. I like ordered it at work. <laughs> I, just like admit, click. I was, I was waiting for them to win the series. <laughs> Where, yeah, James K said the same thing, and that's fine. I, I I can understand that, but it's like you know what? Like I don't care if he's a Yankee next year or whatever. That's still that moment will always live forever. I mean, you were there, Greg. City Field went ballistic. Ape shit. That's why you're a fan. You don't get anything yeah. else from the Met being a Mets fan. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no... Like, if, if literally your standard is, I'm only buying shirts for teams that win the World Series, go root for the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Get a Suspedis Bat Flip shirt. Get a Nohan shirt. Get a Cy Dickey shirt. Yep. I was a little disappointed there weren't the eyebrows on Suspedis and the bat flip shirt, though. I guess because Batista has the beard, it's more it's easier to sort of make it more distinctly Batista on the Blue Jays version, which I may also buy, because why not? Because bat flips are awesome. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Alright. Alright. I'm yeah. good. You good? Everybody good? <laughs> I gotta go to bed and go to work tomorrow. <laughs> so do I. I have to do a radio hit. So I, I've done a few of these for like ESPN Albany. Um and the guy <laughs> the guy texts me a couple of days ago, it's like, Hey, you wanna come on Friday morning? We'll either do like a Mets Cubs preview or a Mets season wrap up. I'm like, okay. We're gonna have to go to slightly two slightly different preps for me, but I can do a Mets Cubs preview, so yeah, I have to be up early because we always record early in the morning, which is gonna suck, but not as much as would have sucked if I was doing a Mets season recap. So yeah, this is better. That would suck. Ah, <sighs> all right. Well, uh, we'll be back sa- Saturday night, motherfuckers, for another edition <laughs> <laughs> of Amazing Avenue Audio. <laughs> <laughs>